Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Baseball is Good. My name is Corey Engelhart. I am the host. Uh, tonight, my guest is someone that I've known for uh, quite some time now, actually, about maybe a year and a half or two years. And he and I had a podcast together that he is still running. Um, I'm excited to bring him on and talk about his podcast and his website and um, kind of how he got that started among other topics. And uh, Travis Owney is my guest. I should say his name, but I'll bring him on shortly. He can do some more introductions, and then we'll go from there. Um, I hope you enjoy. Travis, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent, Corey. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm. Yeah, for sure. It feels like old times. <laughs> This is fun. So, yeah, I, I kind of did a short intro, but um, your podcast and your website um, do have different names, uh, Minnesota Sports Weekly and Minnesota Sports Unlimited. And I just wanted to maybe have you give the listeners here a description of what your podcast specifically is and, and what you're shooting for as your as your audience, I guess. Uh, Minnesota Sports Weekly is to talk about all Minnesota sports, not just one specific sport. Like like you're looking for mainly baseball fans and mm-hmm. and and a little different, but but baseball fans. Whereas I'm looking at baseball, basketball, football, hockey, you name it, and high school, college, professional. Uh, I'm really looking for all of those, and uh, so uh, I do beat writers. I talk to coaches. I talk to a little bit of everything. That's sure, uh, and I show is. Yeah. yeah, no, I so I'm I'm a regular listener, and if if there are people listening to this right now and you haven't heard Travis's podcast, um, it is called Minnesota Sports Weekly. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it. I'm certain and in other other places too, but um, your your show is much more topical, I think, than mine is. You you very much go for the current events that are happening in and around um, the state of Minnesota sports at the time of the show, correct? Yeah, very much so. Uh, like last night's show, uh, we talked a lot about the Vikings because it was the start of free agency, so a lot of people were curious uh, were the Vikings going to sign Kirk Cousins, which they eventually did today. But uh, we had guests about that. Twins are in spring training, so we had guests about that. It's really the going on in the world of Minnesota sports is really what my podcast is all about. Yeah, I appreciate it. You and a a different – uh, I say different. You have a, a co-host named Chad Smith, who's a radio kind of lifer, I guess you could say. Uh, interview different people every week, and it's kind of fun to get different takes from some beat writers, some fans, some coaches, like you said, uh, in the high school ranks. And I, I appreciate the blend that it's become. Because when, when you and I were doing Minnesota Sports Weekly, it was different sports as well. But uh, I appreciate, just on a personal level, that you bring the – high school and small college ranks into it as much as you do. Yeah, that I have to give Chad credit for that. He he helped me open up a new demographic on that 
I, I did no free professional sports when it was you and I doing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that Chad's on the show, he helped open up a window because he did, had done high school games, college games on the radio for years and years. So it it's uh, really interesting the the differences from when you and I did it to to what it is today. Well, yeah, and you're it's been over a year now of regular, fairly basically weekly, even sometimes more than weekly shows that you put on, and that that's that's a lot of effort, and I just have to commend you on that. You've basically done weekly and sometimes twice weekly um, ever since you started, and that's just awesome. Yeah, it, it's. Uh... Uh, I'm pretty happy. We just celebrated our 60th episode uh, a couple weeks ago. And so it's been over a year that's been going on. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy that it's it's still going on to this day. Sure. Well, uh, let's say people are listening to this show and haven't necessarily heard of your show as much. How can they connect to your show? I mentioned iTunes, but how can they connect to your show? Or if they wanted to, how can they connect to you via social media? Well, I'm on Twitter, Travis Aune, A-U-N-E. And uh, I have a Twitter feed for the show, which is Minnesota Sports Weekly. And uh, you can email me at... uh, Minnesota S weekly at gmail.com. That's great. And then um, when, when is your show regularly done? It's Wednesday night typically, correct? Wednesday at six. Uh, We tinkered, tinkered around with different times, but I'm kind of an early riser. So we go from (laughs) six to eight every Wednesday night. So that's kind of what the podcast is all about. Sure. And then if people were, um, one, I know you've switched your times around depending on like Thursdays in the fall, you wanted, you, you were Thursdays for a while. And so Wednesdays just kind yeah. of made sense to you, correct? Yeah. Well, we, we, we switched when, uh, during the fall because football's on Thursday nights and I didn't think I'd get very many listeners during that time frame. So we switched to Wednesday nights, and I think we will probably stick with this now that we have found a night that works pretty well. Sure. Well, yeah, so I'm going to keep it moving a little bit here, but the one question that I ask everybody on this show that I wanted to get your answer to that we've kind of mentioned off here, but um, why do you like the sport of baseball? What what got you into loving it as a kid? I, I, I think everybody kind of has a unique answer to that question. Well, uh, my brother Keith uh, played baseball grow, growing up, and I he kind of was my hero, and I went to all his games, and that got a love for baseball in me so that when I was old enough, I, I started playing and what's not to love about a game that brings such happiness to so many people? I, I, I just, when I wa- watch a game, I, people are making a big deal out of the pace of play initiative. 
I, I could sit and watch a game for four hours and not be bored, but I know not everybody's like me, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I just love the nuances of the game and the situations of the game. It 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 really is very unique. Agreed. How, how much older is, is your brother than you are? I, I guess I don't know that answer. He, he is, uh, he just turned 50, so he's about 11 years older than me. So uh, I was the bat boy on his on his baseball team, and uh, I kind of looked up to him, and he was a really good baseball player. So he was a starter, and uh, we uh, talk about the games, and he really got my love for baseball flourishing that's awesome so i i understand that you grew up in minnesota but where um if you could tell the listeners where did you grow up in minnesota relative to the cities uh northern northwest minnesota if you know where fargo moorhead is it's like an hour east of fargo moorhead so about midway up about three and a half hours north of the cities so, yeah. Okay, it's a town called Purim that you grew up in, correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I've mentioned it to you before, but my dad grew up in a town called Ada, which is not relatively that far away from there. So I'm, I'm a little bit. No. I, I know a little we, bit about uh, the area of the world. We played Ada in uh, a town team ball when I when I played town team ball. We played Ada quite a few times. Sure, and my, so my dad's house that he grew up in, that his parents owned and lived in forever until my grandma passed away, and then my grandpa eventually moved to a uh, a senior housing uh, in southern Minnesota. Was right by the town team and high school team ball field in Ada, and I always remember driving by there and playing catch with my dad. It was a beautiful field, and I, I have to imagine you have some memories of, of, of town ball. I, I'm curious, first, what sports did you play as a kid? And then when you're saying you played town ball, um, if you have any memories of your time of playing town ball, because that's such a, um, that's such a Minnesota thing. Like Minnesota is so lucky to have town ball as, as large of a reach as it gets. Well, I, I played football, baseball, and basketball growing up. And, uh, Baseball was always my favorite, and uh, town ball is like a rite of passage in my family. Uh, my uncles all played, my dad played, my brothers and I played, and it, it's so such a fabric of Minnesota, as you said, because it, you're playing against relatives and because the, the towns are so close together that you, you're really playing against people you know and you respect. It's not like when you play teams far away, it seems like sometimes people take it a little too seriously. But mm-hmm. when it's people you know, you're out just out there to have a good time. And after the game – you can have uh, a beer together or, or a pop or whatever, 
and uh, mm-hmm. discuss the game without it being this, like, combative way that sometimes can get. Sure. So uh, when you were younger, little little Travis, when you were starting out <laughs> playing baseball, was there uh, players you tried to emulate or throw like or try to hit like? Were, were there players wow. that you really appreciated for how they swung? I'm guessing well, you were a, a Twins fan at that point, too, but I'm I'm just curious. I... Uh, I couldn't grow up in the 80s without being a huge Kirby Puckett fan. Uh, sure. He he just did every. He always had a smile on his face, and uh, I was such a big fan that I got his autograph one year. I was lucky <laughs> to show up uh, down by the dugout where most fans would go before the game and uh, I was lucky to that he signed my autograph and uh, a, a quick story uh, when uh, when the Metrodome collapsed in 1985 I was at the stadium uh, really my, yes my brother his high school team back then you bought a, a a ticket and two high school teams would play and then you got a ticket to the twins game well that year sure. my firm played new york mills which is a local another local school in mm-hmm. the the regular game and then we went to the game that night and that was the night that the the roof collapsed uh and it was really, really scary because it made a lot of noise. And I wasn't very old. I was probably six, seven years old when that happened. Sure. So it was it was crazy. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I, I remember seeing the. I was I was four then, a couple years older than me. But I I remember seeing the photos from twenty ten, two thousand nine. When the dome collapsed and it was a similar sort of feeling, I can't imagine being inside of there. I, I have to imagine it was loud and fairly scary. I, I wouldn't, I mean, my kids are three now. I wouldn't want to, <laughs> I can't imagine going through that. It's something that I'm sure sticks with you. <laughs> and uh, we, it's kind of a running joke around our family because <laughs> uh, uh, my uh my dad really did not like Ron Davis, the closer for the Twins at that <laughs> not time. Not many people do, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the time we got back to the hotel after being uh, taken out of the out of the dome and making your way back to the hotel, uh, Ron Davis had blown a lead. We were ahead seven to two when we left, and by the time we got back to the hotel, we had lost eight to seven. Oh no! So that's kind of a joke around our family. Uh, oh, <laughs> RD did it again. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it is kind of what Ron Davis is known for in these parts, I guess, more than anything. And he was a major leaguer, so he had some talent behind him. He but was he not wasn't very really good known though. for holding leads. Yeah, that's, that is what it is. <laughs> but in the '80s, before '87. The Twins went through a stretch there that they they weren't very good. So Mm -hmm. 
that's when your Kirby Puckets, your Gary Gaetti's, your Kent Herbeck were all growing up, kind of like recent times with the Joe Mauer and Justin Morneau and uh, all that stuff. Sure. Well, I, I even think like the early 80s, the 81 to 85 years were similar to um, what I think the 2015 to now kind of were, sort of, for the Twins, maybe 2014, where they were starting to bring up kids and have them get their lumps and get some experience in the major leagues and not really win a lot, but hopefully get some experience for the younger guys. That's what I'm hoping um, 2018, 2019, 2020 can be the, the window for the Twins, kind of like the early 80s were for the 87 and the 91 Twins. That's what I'm kind of hopeful, hopeful for, I guess. I agree. I I think that's that's what we're hoping that uh, one of these years will turn into an eighty-seven or ninety-one type of team, and that going through those bad stretches will help these kids learn how to play the, the right way. And I I just I, I I'm a Twins fan, diehard, and I can't imagine how some people can be so critical of, of a game that we both love. Sure. Well, I, I I forgot to ask one other question. You said you loved Curry Puckett. Did you, when you were little or even like when you were high school or town ball age, try to swing like he did with the big leg kick like so oh, many other kids, myself included? Of course. <laughs> I I had a leg kick my whole playing career, and I quit when quit playing when I was 25. So okay. from age 10 to age 25, I had a leg kick. Okay, so <laughs> it's Sure, with a little bit of bat wiggle, a little bit. Evil. He didn't, oh, have, a, he didn't have a quiet bat on his shoulder. <laughs> Like no. some people do. So, I, <laughs> if you like, were to show like, up at a, sorry, what, what were you saying? Uh, I was I was saying if you uh, you said you quit competitive town ball, but if you were going to show up at a batting cage tomorrow morning, would you still uh, default to the leg kick when you were trying to swing now oh, because of that? Of course, of course. If I tried <laughs> to play right now, I would uh, unteach yourself. I, Byron Buxton may be able to do that, but I I can't teach myself to not use a leg kick, even if it doesn't work or not. And uh, a little little something about me, I quit playing when I was 25, but I managed another five years after I quit playing just because I loved the team and I didn't want – because in town ball, it's so – important to have money for the bats, the baseballs, the umpires, mm-hmm. and it, 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 that's the hardest part of, of keeping a tone ball team together is the money and making sure that the, the, the field gets chalked and that yep. the, the water sprinklers get turned on. And so I did that after I got done playing because nobody else was going to do it, and I didn't want 
15 to fold. So I uh, really enjoyed that part of my career. Because to be all honest, uh, I wasn't that great of a baseball player. So uh, (laughs) it, it was in everybody's best interest for me not to play anymore. I think I understand, and I, I, I come from the same line of uh, baseball ability, I guess you could say, compared to town ball. I'm, I'm long done, too, and I don't know if I was ever really I, – I, in my mind when I was younger, I probably thought I'd become a star, but well, it never I, really worked out that I always, way, I guess. <laughs> I always thought I was going to get better, and it just never happened. <laughs> so what position did you play? What was your favorite position to play when you were playing? Uh, the I was an outfielder, basically because that was the only position where I could do not a lot of damage. Uh, <laughs> at, at, at least like not to the team. Uh, I played a lot. I played a lot of right field. I'm not gonna lie, right field, which if anybody that's ever been on a baseball team knows, you put your worst player in right field. <laughs> so that that's where I got stuck, and I made the best of it. I uh, I mean I play, I got to play, so uh, there's that. So I was um, Philadelphia Phillies current uh, now second year player Reese Hoskins. Have you you've heard of you've heard of his name, correct? Yeah. So I was listening to the Twins Rays broadcast today at noon. And they were talking about how Philadelphia does a bunch of shifting, like a lot of teams do now on defense. But what Philadelphia does is they have Reese, Reese Hoskins in the outfield. And when somebody is up to bat that pulls the ball, they actually put him on the other side of the field from where they think the ball will be hit just to try to hide his lack of defensive skills and I've never really heard that but I guess it kind of makes sense like if you have two good outfielders you want to get your poor outfielder out of the way from where the hitter's maybe going to hit it I guess and that's what it, it, it sounds like sense. the Phillies are going to try to do yeah I've it just never heard sense. of that shifting usually it's like you want your best defensive players there but they're literally doing it apparently to hide his glove and lack of defense My out there question, though, <laughs> My question though is, how would you like to be that guy that <laughs> they move over to the other side of the field? We don't want you to get get him the ball. We don't so, yeah, that, that, that's me. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny that they were talking like that, but I just never heard of that. <laughs> so, if they were doing shifts in town ball, you would have been Reese Hoskins, oh, I guess. <laughs> I would have been behind first base. Uh, They'll go with two outfielders and put me at first base in case the ball gets by the first baseman. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's great. (laughs) Well, yeah, so I I have uh, two other quick questions, if that works. I know you wanted to um, keep this closer to half an hour, so I'm going to do my best to do that. But um, outside of podcasting and writing, I know currently you're uh, a substitute teacher, and I just was curious what that is like on a daily basis to 
It's challenging. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, um, I got another year of schooling left to be uh, a full-fledged teacher, so I'm doing some subbing to make some money and to get some experience. And the the kids don't want to listen. I'll tell you that they won't, they want to play on their cell phones and they want to talk and whereas a regular teacher can have some, they control their grade so they can threaten them with that, a substitute has to basically ask them to be quiet when it it doesn't usually work. So substituting is probably the most challenging job I've ever had. It's not physically demanding, but it's very stressful because you have to... And if you don't get them to be quiet, the teacher next to you gets upset because they're trying to teach and all the noise coming from the other classroom. So you have to find a way to get them to be quiet and to do their work. And it's challenging. I I didn't think it was going to be as challenging as it is, but I have a, a newfound respect for substitute teachers because uh, to be all honest, the students challenge you. They they want to do what they want to do, and uh, it, it's up to the substitute to basically tell them that let them do what they want. Sure. Well, so what classes or grades do you typically sub when you are subbing? Uh, usually middle school and high school, and t- okay. today I I did eleventh uh, grade. I didn't realize every single student has a cell phone, and every single student <laughs> likes to be on them twenty four seven if if you let them. If, yeah. If I was the classroom teacher, I think I would have to take everybody's cell phone away and put them in a in a bag until the end of class if, if that was my class because there as a substitute teacher you don't really have you can't really take a kid's phone away. The substitutes don't get that uh strength or uh power because uh parents get upset if you take their kid's phone away. Mhm. So you said you have a, a year left of school. Um, what what would be your goal or hope to be when you're done with school? What what are you, are you shooting for a middle school, high school sort of teacher, or like, what are you searching for? I uh, I like middle school. When people tell me I'm crazy, because that's when they can have some behavioral issues, but. I'd rather do that than high school because they're easier to control because they you can convince them that it's in their best interest to to behave. And really you're molding them into the men and women that their parents want them to be. And 
you have more power to, to help them achieve that as a middle school social studies teacher is what I want to eventually be. And once you get into high school, there are some habits that are already formed and some students that are harder to overcome. But if you get them when they're young, you are able to mold them a little bit easier. And my my goal is to help each student be a better person than they were when they got in my classroom. And I, regardless if I end up doing middle school or high school, I, I really want to uh, be able to help them reach their dreams, whether it's getting that A in the class or getting into college if it's the, the older kids. I think the the greatest job anybody can ever do is help a student achieve their dreams. And that's what I, I I think teachers are underpaid and underappreciated for that because they mold these young men and women into people that are going to be part of society and part of of the future of our country. Agreed. And I, I love that sentiment and I appreciate that that is a passion of yours. I, just, I, I don't tell you that yeah. enough. And I, I, I think that's really great. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're getting on nine o'clock and I know you didn't want to stay much longer on that. I just um, wanted one more time, maybe if you could, um, say your name and your Twitter handle and um, maybe the name of your podcast so people can search for it if they're wanting to hear about Minnesota Sports. On okay. Uh, thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it. Uh, my sure. name is Travis Alney, A-U-N-E. Uh, that's also my Twitter handle, at Travis Alney, A-U-N-E. And the name of my podcast is Minnesota Sports Weekly. You can find it on iTunes or uh, I, I or on Facebook. Uh, I do a lot of advertising on Facebook and on Twitter. So uh, I always uh, promote the latest episode and I promote the one coming up with some guests. We, we've had some really great guests on the show lately. Phil Mackey from ESPN 1500. Uh, sure. Coming week, we have Mike Wabashall from the Vikings coming on. Uh, so anybody that, that is interested in in the podcast, go on iTunes and give it, give it a listen and see what you think. And uh, you can email us at Minnesota S Weekly at gmail.com. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm just looking at Twitter. I know you're a Vikings fan, so Cousins is in, and it sounds like Sheldon Richardson, defensive tackle, is also in. So I just thought you'd like that, that news to end your Thursday evening. I appreciate it. 
Thanks a lot. Uh, you have put together an, a great podcast. I listen most weeks when I can. Uh, I, I knew you could do it. When you when we first started, we both were new to podcasting. And uh, when we decided to go our separate ways, I knew that this would be a success for you. And I'm just glad that you're enjoying it as much as you are. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, I know we're. Uh, I think we just wanted maybe some a little bit different things with the medium that we're searching for, and and we're maybe both still figuring it out. But it's it's been fun, and I appreciate yeah. your friendship and everything you've helped me with. So it's been a good time. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, you have a good rest of your show, and I will talk to you tomorrow probably. <laughs> that sounds good. You have a good night too. Get some sleep. All right. Eric, good night. Night. All right, lastly, this is uh, Baseball is Good, and I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Um, it wasn't quite an hour. I know Travis was tired, but um, I, uh, not tired, I shouldn't say it that way, but he he, he had some other commitments uh, this evening or maybe just going to bed, I don't know. But I hope everyone enjoyed listening, and um, I hope you have a good week, and I will, I will be um, on and ready to go again next week. Have a good night.